I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go lonely, letting go of strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way that we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I am a philosopher, pastor, and writer in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is the TJ Wilson, businessman, Lover of theology and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. I had somebody uh, talking to me yesterday. Uh huh. And they say, uh, I said uh, something about our church, and they go, Do you work with the TJ Wilson? I said, <laughs> Yes, I do. Love it. My man. Hey. We are moving through all the numbers. We're getting close to the end or just the beginning because we are going to have an infusion of energy today as we talk about the sevens. Yeah. I love me some sevens. Yeah, they're awesome. Sevens love. often, in my experience, either really get into the Enneagram or that's just not for them and they're going somewhere else. Sure, yep. Am I wrong there? No, I think that's totally right. Uh, yeah. Healthy, healthy steps for sevens uh, to jump into this, it seems to me. Yeah. If, you can, if you can sit in the pain for a minute. Yeah, you got to be in it. It's going to be some good soul healing stuff. Sure. Um, so we're going to bring the pain, but then... It's just all adventures after that. Right. Yeah. So you got some sevens it's in your life. life. Life is an adventure. Right? Yeah. Come on. This is going to be an adventure into you and yourself. Hooray. Who doesn't want to talk about themselves? Yeah, of course. This is all for you, seven. <laughs> you got some uh, things that you appreciate most about the sevens in your life? Well, of course I do. Uh, so I one of the things I've thought about for a good part of my life is I, I don't like things to be the same all the time. I like a little bit of spontaneity. And when I have sevens around me, then I don't have to generate that spontaneity in myself. Yeah. I could just clip onto their their jetpack and just follow them. And Mm. it's great. (laughs) Like we're going all kinds of places. And I I love that sort of finding adventure without having to do the work of finding it myself. Ah. Yeah. You hit your wagon to a star. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. My security number is seven. Mm-hmm. So one's in uh, security go to seven. So when I see healthy sevens, woo, that's the person I want to be. Right, it's not yeah. just the person I want to be around. This is the model or the target for who I'm supposed to be and reflect. Yeah, a lot of the people that you sort of follow in the different fields that you're studying, like the ones you like the most are all sevens. All sevens. So this is, uh, I, I nerd out on on theology myself and in pastor world, there's a handful of theologians who bring their sevenness to the topic. Yeah. And it just unleashes uh, the things I care about most. So there is an insightfulness there. There is a... Ability to see 20 different things all at once mm-hmm. and to just begin rattling those off. But then when sevens get healthy, they're going to focus a little bit and then 
then glory comes out, man. Right. Sevens when they can just take all the monkey mind ideas they're seeing out there, but then focus them, narrow them, pitch them with enthusiasm. Woo! Yeah. In my field, I just love that person. Yeah, it's good. So, the Enneagram mm -hmm. is about joy. Yeah. And we're talking about joy today. Yeah. Because this is certainly the promised land for sevens. Yeah, absolutely. Great goal of human life is joy. And today we're going to look at that road, what that road looks like for sevens. So we've said this in the past that each of us, each of the types, are find themselves in a story. And stories are about characters. And characters want something. And what the Enneagram does is it shows you who you are through what you want. And every great story has a character who wants something and overcomes an obstacle to get it. And the obstacle that we overcome is inside of us. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about who we are, what we want, what our shadow is, and what it looks like for us to grab hold of the joy we deeply desire. Um, so basics for sevens. We're going to go through about two dozen or so truths of each of the types. So let's start with some of the names. Yeah. Uh, what are some other names for sevens? Uh, well, we've heard the enthusiast is a good one. The adventurer. Some of the ones we really like are the connoisseur. Uh, the energizer is a good one. The entertaining optimist. Come on. Yeah. And then uh, we really like uh, embracing the idea of sevens being a priest. We'll talk more about that when we get to the healthier stuff. Well, what are some of the basics? For the sevens. Well, uh, so talking first about motive, these are types of people that they, they want to be happy. That's that's sort of the big idea. Um, and it's it's not necessarily being happy, but it's avoiding negative experiences and avoiding being stuck in negative experiences. Talk about this in terms of fulfillment. I see the word fulfillment all over the place with sevens. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's uh, they're they're looking for fulfillment in any way that they can find it, and it, sort of n never really finding it where they're at. So mm -hmm. there's always something else that will fulfill them. Yes. Yeah. It's not fulfillment here, but it's a fulfillment over there yeah what's over there that i don't have now that i can go get and so that adventurous side of this mm -hmm. personality comes out in those places because yeah. it's always hey let's go do the thing mm -hmm. over there yep yep bang let's climb that mountain let's let's plan that event let's go to that party let's meet those people it's that thing that i could get that i don't have right now sevens are part of the head types uh-huh uh head triad so this is the intelligence center that uh, engages the world first through data, through yep. rational thinking. Yep. That's not always the first thing that comes to mind when looking at a seven. Well, because they, they think so quickly. We'll talk more about this when we get to stance, but they, they process information so quickly and they're always on the move. So it doesn't seem... So where fives sort of retreat to process data and sixes do a lot of that processing out loud, sevens have already processed and are gone by the time you realize what's happening. <laughs> It is. Um, because they're on the line uh -huh. there between the head triad and the body triad, uh, some lists will say that they think about their actions. Uh -huh. So their primary 
way of engaging the world is through their head, but their secondary center is their body. Right. So thinking about action, that's always the easiest one for me to, to see when sure. looking at the symbol and saying, okay, sevens are on the line, and this is what this looks like. Uh-huh. They think about what they're going to do. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Another way of saying that is the word planning. Planning. Which how, we will again talk about, about soon. How about scheming? Yeah. Scheming is another great one. Yeah. Yes, we're going to get there. So the head type struggles with a primary feeling, emotion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, body triad is anger, mm-hmm. and the heart triad is shame. But for the sevens, it's different. Yeah. So all of the head types really struggle with fear. So you see fives trying to gather enough information and resources to protect themselves from their fears. Sixes look for support. And sevens sort of run away from their fears. That would be the, the thing that may be difficult to put your thumb on. Sure. C- because a seven is so adventurous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not afraid of things. Right. It seems to me that the, the fear that they're seeking to avoid is an inner fear. The fear is of being stuck in places of grief, stuck in places that are uncomfortable. Oh, sure. I have a fear that this might be all there is. Mm-hmm. So I need to go. Mm-hmm. I need to get on a bike, get in a car, get in a plane. Where where the fear isn't about what's over there. Sure. I can outrun fears. Right. But if I stay here, that's no good. Yeah. Am I wrong there? Yeah, that is that is a big part of it. Uh I I think their their big thing is about being stuck. So it's that that they fear a lot of that internal stuff, and and they're less worried about the external stuff because they can they can get away from the external stuff. So like the fear over there, they can just go somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. So if they're part of the head triad, mm-hmm. if it's the case that they're future thinking on this front, right? They're imagining the things that might happen. Mm-hmm. How is it that fear is going to materialize in the heart of a seven? There's the stuckedness. Mm-hmm. There is the my. I suppose my my routine where I've gone to is many sevens have had past experiences that are very difficult. Yeah, you don't want to be there anymore. Sure, it materializes as a, I don't want to be here anymore. In fact, I'm terrified of being stuck here in this place of pain, grief, um, blase boredom Mm -hmm. but i think that could also be uh legitimate danger or um true lack of resources or i think the a lot of the external fears are there as well they're just less prioritized because the fact that they're external means that there's somewhere else to go with Mm. them yeah let's talk about resources for a second because the security that five, sixes, and sevens all seek mm-hmm. seems to be confronted by resources. So there's there's a danger that's out there. The five is going to hoard the stuff, mm-hmm. the information, the the assets that will keep them safe. Right. And there's a retreat because the danger is out there. Mm-hmm. The five, the six is going to hoard the relationships. I'm going to really work hard to to ensure that all of these connections that I have are secure in place because they're going to protect me from both my own inner fears and my own outer fears. Mm -hmm. If you took that logic and applied it to sevens, it seems to me what ends up happening is you are fleeing an an internal, your internal fears. And so what you're actually seeking to possess, not only the adventures, but the resources to allow you to have the adventures Mm -hmm. 
and that's where we're going to get into heart's message. You mentioned it, but if you have the words pour over you, you're going to be taken care of. That actually silences those fears. Sure. I don't know if that works. Yeah. Feels like we're just like uh, winging it on sevens here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect for sevens. It's great. <laughs> we're just going to go some places. Yeah. Who knows if yeah. it's right? Yeah. It's if it great. doesn't work, we'll go somewhere else. Right. Exactly. Anything else on intelligence center? <laughs> Uh, well, I think the um, security is is like we need to definitely make a note about security. Uh, so five, six, and sevens always struggle with fear, and they always struggle with uh, they're always looking for security. And the way that sevens gain their security is by keeping their doors open. Yeah, that's a good way to put that. That is an aggressive way of keeping your doors yeah, open, too. Absolutely. Which moves us to the stance of a seven. Great. Um, sevens are part of the aggressive triad. Um, they demand what they want. And since they're uh, part of the head triad, they demand security. Yeah. Uh, so unpack that for a seven. Well, uh, so it's part of the way that we pitch uh, that demanding sort of aggressive behavior is that the these types are, they're, they're going, they've got a thing that they're going for and you can come with them or not, but they're going regardless of you. And sevens, I think is actually one of the best portrayals of, of that idea is that they're, they're sometimes literally going to the thing that they are looking for and you can join them and it will be a ride or they're going to go by themselves. Uh, and, and in this way, it's, it's not, sort of elbows throwing, get out of my way. It's just, hey, this is where I'm going. See you later. <laughs> Their fear is future-oriented. Uh-huh. Their stance is future-oriented. Yep. They got to double on the future. Yeah, the future, future. To avoid these future fears, we're going to be future-oriented yep. in terms of, well, let's make sure that all of the the roads, doorways are open, yep. available, yep. so that we can get what we want. Always looking at that horizon. Also being part of the aggressive stance, they're going to be feeling repressed. Mm -hmm. So how does that materialize in a seven? So three, sevens, and eights, all uh, all that aggressive, those aggressive types, they don't quite know the effect that they have on others, and they are out of touch with their own feelings. Uh, so so this... This is important. It's a both and right, here. Absolutely. Um, so you see the... Uh, eights, it's sort of a scale. You see eights very clearly don't know their effect on other people. Uh, threes, it's, it's the portrayal of it is much more mixed. Sevens lean much more heavily into the being out of touch with their own feelings. And a big part of this is that because they are avoiding negative experiences and negative emotions. They don't want to be stuck in those feelings, so they sort of ignore them in ways, and and they're just out of touch with the lower half of their emotions. I think I heard Stabil say something of this sort, and we may have said this in one of the earlier podcasts, but that the um, aggressive triad, because they are feeling repressed about their own feelings and the feelings of others, they have vastly more energy because feelings take up a right. ton Totally true. Very heavy. Yeah. And so I suppose the way I'd spin it, just to take a shot at this, is eights want the control. Mm -hmm. And they will step on others and repress their own hearts in order to get it. Yep. The three wants to achieve the goal. So I will step on others and tone down my own 
feelings in order to get it. Mm -hmm. So it's the control and the goals. And here the seven is, again, why would I want to stay in these negative feelings? Right. There's the feeling of oppression. You've said this in, in the past with sevens. It's that sevens love the positive feelings. Right. It's that they are completely averse to the negative feelings. How would you say that? With The metaphor I like to use is like, like saying you really like soda and you say, okay, here's a Pepsi. And it's like, no, I don't like Pepsi. I only like Coke. Well, okay, but that's not all soda then. You don't like all soda if you don't like Pepsi. So if you are fine with emotions, just not the bad ones, then you're not fine with emotions. You're fine with happy emotions. Yep. And like, like the seven wants to, would prefer to live in a world where negative emotions weren't a place that we had to spend time. The aggressive stance is going to struggle with relationships here, it seems to me, yep. where the feelings of other people often are an obstacle for eights for the control, for threes gaining the attention and achieving the goals. For sevens, I will step past you over you. I will disconnect from you in order to go in the adventure over there. Right. It's like there can be people that invest in you heavily for years and years and years and years. But mm -hmm. then there's the time where, look, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to leave. Right. And then all of a sudden, that relationship is just severed without any thought or right. care. Right. And oftentimes it's not, there's no malice with that. There's, there's it's not, it's not an angry posture. It's, an, or, or, a, or, or even a negative thing. It's, it's, oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to leave. See ya. And with a smile. <laughs> that's, and that's how the seven will interpret that. Right. And the other people may not. Right. It's, it's, it's abandonment for the rest of us. Yep. There is something to just be aware of there. That's not, yep. uh, that's, that's all of us have a repressed side. Right. That's easily critiquable. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this is, We've this just nice. happens to be the upper sevens. Moves us to coping style. Uh, when sevens don't get the security they want, they will solve this problem how? Well, they are part of the positive outlook group. And, uh, they like twos and nines, sort of uh, pretend like the problem doesn't exist or ignore the problem until it goes away or run away from the problem. This is, there is no problem here. We'll just wait until it's not an issue anymore. We are going to release, this is a good time to plug this. Okay. Um, there is a fantastic artist that does work on Instagram that we're partnering with this mm, summer yeah. uh, named uh, Cambry Ross. And she has the moniker Enneagram Cam. And yep. she's going to be releasing some of our work on these triads on coping style stance and harmony triads and relationship. One of the things that she had really brought out in terms of our work uh, together was here on the coping style that two sevens and nines are all going to, in order to get the thing they want, for twos the attention, for nines, the autonomy, and for sevens, the security, that's where the positive outlook comes in. It's I'm solving the problem positively, really with the goal of getting the thing that my head, heart, body desire most. Mm -hmm. And so for sevens, the positive outlook comes in at this point, it seems to me, in that if I am positive, adventurous, we uh, can do itiveness is that a word? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. That will allow me to engage the to to experience the fulfillment, happiness, 
security that I actually want. Mm -hmm. And that's where the coping style actually comes in. There sure. is a problem here. Yeah. What do we do about it? Well, let's let's look at the bright side here. Spin it positive. We could always go over there. Yeah. This would true. avoid the problem. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. This touches into something that uh, threes and sevens in particular do that we talk about a lot. It's called reframing. Uh, and it's it's uh, threes are not part of that positive outlook group. They do it for totally different reasons. Uh, but sevens will reframe their negative experiences into something positive or entertaining or or valuable in that way. This is part of that positive outlook. So you have a lot of sevens who have these just unbelievably bad stories about negative experiences they've had that they are, are now telling as entertainment. So there is a healthy and an unhealthy way to engage your coping style. Yeah. I bet with all the types. That's we true. might we have might have a future podcast here as well. Huh. But just to talk about sevens, it can be the case that there is a legitimate problem that's emerged for you, your family, the people that you serve, the business that you have. And you have the unique ability to step into that space with an energy that lifts the room projects future possibility and says, let's not stay here, man. Mm -hmm. Let's go over here. Yeah. Cause this is going to be us succeeding. Yeah. We're going to move out of this, this dump and we're going to go over there. Yeah. And that actually is a salvific move. Yeah. Sort of know? like imagine if we weren't here right now, what else could we be doing? And of course there is a negative way that this can play in. If you're not a healthy person, mm -hmm. it's just, here's the problem at hand. Well, it's, Let's go ride bikes. Right, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Let's go ride bikes. Have you seen? Okay. There's a Homer Simpson caption picture with... Meme? <laughs> the young people call them memes, I think. Scene is what I was looking for. They go on a vacation. Uh -huh. They're in a cabin, uh, like off Martha's Vineyard or something. Uh -huh. And he gets rid of a stick of dynamite by throwing it down a drain. Perfect. And it blows up and sewage begins spewing out of the drain. Yep. And he just starts going, he starts whistling and walks away uh -huh. as the sewage begins uh -huh. to flow uh -huh. into the rest of the home. Yep. That's that's a great, yeah. Uh, an unhealthy, unhealthy seven. Way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have a theory on coping style. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I think coping style is the very last mm -hmm. barrier before you go to your stress number. So if your positive reframing doesn't work, then you're going to go to stress. Mm -hmm. So for sevens, it means that they're going to go to their one, mm -hmm. either on the healthy or the unhealthy yeah. side. But it's going to be, okay, let's get this all under control by making a list, getting things organized, making it better so that I can get back yep. to my center. Order the things, get everyone else in order, make it better. Yeah. Yeah, fix the things. You're going to fix the things. Mm -hmm. And that's when your coping style breaks down. You have to go to that spot and say, right. okay, well, now we're going to have to fix the dynamite damage in the, <laughs> in the sewer. <laughs> uh, moving to the last of the triads is the harmony triad. Let's talk about sevens and uh, idealism. Yeah. Uh, well, the harmony triad or the affect group, uh, it, this is um, how we connect to the world, how we gain affection from other people and, um, and sevens are part of that idealist group. They they have a vision of how the world could be, and and they they're seeking after that vision. There there's this idealistic outlook of things could always be better. 
a, a great phrase for sevens is what's better than one scoop of ice cream. We haven't gotten to talk about this on the podcast yet. Nope. This is my new favorite seven it's story. So good. Go. We, we have a buddy who went with his wife, very excited to go yeah. get a new car. Yeah. Test drove the car, looked at the car. Mm-hmm. Here's all the things that we're going to do with the car. Yep. They walked off the lot with two cars. Right. Yep. They bought a second car because yeah. what's better than one scoop of ice cream? Two scoops of ice cream. <laughs> what's better than one car? Definitely two cars. Or, or a new car is two new cars. It made me laugh so yeah. hard when it's I heard just, that story. It's just the perfect example. There is an ideal of life as an adventure. This is where fulfillment takes place. Happiness is found in in that movement of stimulating experiences. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. That is the high side of this triad. Mm -hmm. That's the harmony side. The affect is the negative side. Right. And the affect is frustration. Right. You want to talk about frustration? Well, I think that's pretty straightforward because the world isn't the ideal way. When you don't get the ideal, then you get frustrated at the lack of it. And so uh, just like ones and fours, sevens are reaching for something that that isn't real. They're reaching for something that is unattainable because that idealistic vision doesn't exist because there's actually a whole spectrum of emotion and positive is on one side and negative is on the other, but we all experience all of it and you can't only have half. The opportunity doesn't present itself. Which just happens sometimes. And the emotion that comes out is frustration. Right. And this is true of ones and fours as well. Right. Uh, when they don't get what they want in terms of their how they connect with the world and the ideals they hold. Um, talk about frustration and sevens because that's not a, a pairing that seems natural for me. Sure. But I know it's there. Yeah. I think this plays itself out a lot in in the way that sevens will sort of abandon projects. So one thing to know about sevens is they're not great at committing to things. They're really good starters and they're not good finishers. And and a lot of this, like they, they're always keeping one foot in the door so that they have an exit strategy. And, and that frustration is part of this. And because they do not want to spend time in their negative experiences, they won't spend time in their frustration either. They'll just leave. Ooh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you'll have if you have seven friends, it's really hard for to get them to commit to coming to the thing that you're <laughs> inviting them to. It's not that they won't come; it's that they won't say definitively, "Yes, I will be there," because something better might come up, or something else that they could do might come up. That's just the reality of sevens. That's okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But when they feel like they are stuck, that frustration plays out in just leaving it. We'll talk about this later. But the heart's message, this is one of the big ideas in the Enneagram right now. Um, fears and heart's message are kind of the first dominoes. The heart's message that sevens need to hear is you'll be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that's a where you are. Yeah. It's not over there. It's right. you're going to be taken care of right. where you're at. Right. 
And it seems to me that this is one of those places where the heart's message really applies to sevens and maybe all the numbers is in the negative of their affect. Mm -hmm. That is, sevens are frustrated when the opportunities aren't presenting themselves and I'm not able to go in on the adventure because I need to flee from all those inner negative emotions. And the voice of God over you is saying, you are going to be taken care of. And what that allows is it allows them to rest. Right. And Chris Huritz obviously says this about all the idealists. That's the posture they need. Right. They need to rest in, isn't that right? Yep. Is that, uh, rest in whatever yeah. he prescribes. But yeah. for sevens, it's rest in silence. Yeah. They need to enter those places of silencing the voices. Yeah. Slow down your still, brain. You're going to be taken care of. Yeah. Rest is what your heart and soul need. Right. If you don't get that, you move to your shadow. Yep. So let's talk about the shadow. Shadow. The shadow begins with your fears. Sevens are going to fear being trapped. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to talk about the, that as a fear? Or even more so, was it uh, there's a fear of being deprived that is in many yeah. lists. Deprivation is the, is the word that a lot of other sources will use. Is that and the it's opposite of fulfillment? Yeah. In the, um, at least in the mind of a yeah. seven. Yeah. And, and, in that, in that space of sort of looking for more and better opportunities, um, not having access to that, not having access to the resources that you need to get where you want to go, not having access to the people that will uh, stimulate your life in those ways, um, being being stuck is like that's that's what this is about that that deprivation is is about not having the availability to get the things that you want and um that includes really basic resources like like food and drink and and housing um but in a bigger way it it's about not having the opportunity for escape in a way yeah yeah and this fear we've said this in the past there's a movement of once the fear takes hold it moves into our hearts and it can materialize as our sin that we struggle with and sevens routinely in lists are paired with gluttony right so how would that fear of deprivation and gluttony move together well if if you're worried that you're not going to have enough or that that you're going to run out or that you're going to be stuck in the places of, of pain and negative experiences, then you're going to be constantly looking for more of the good parts. Mm -hmm. And so we joked about it. What is, what's better than one scoop of ice cream, two scoops of ice cream? And that mindset just sort of invades the behavior of the seven in ways it's like let's draw in the things that we love because that way we always have opportunity for what what's great the overconsumption side of this mm -hmm. gluttony it ends up perhaps being a constant desire to stay up so yeah. i'm gonna consume 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 mm -hmm. in order the sugar high the alcohol buzz the, these are ways I'm reaching for the thing and I want to elevate and stay in that high zone. Right. And that's really, that's the movement away from the fear. Right. And, and as, as a way to detract from 
if you fill up your life with positive things, then there's no space for negative things. And also there's a um, greed and, and sort of avarice, like the, the way that fives sort of hoard. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily consuming. Yep. I love that word consuming because with sevens, it's not about keeping. It's about having right now. Yeah. It's the indulging side. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real important distinction between gluttony and greed. They look similar. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when somebody is gluttonous, it can come across as greed. Right. You need more and more and more experiences. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a plane flying places, it's all, oh, they're just greedy. And that's not at all what's going on. Right. It is a consumptive attitude. Yeah. And that Glut- gluttony and greed are often paired together. Yep. And it makes sense with the triad there. Right. Come on. Right. But yeah, they're not the same thing. The gluttony then is going to move from their heart as a sin into their head as a fixation. Mm-hmm. And their fixation is what? Well, they call it scheming, uh, and and this is like when that that behavior, when that gluttony or or consumption becomes a pattern, like when it, it sort of infects the way that you live your life, then you're constantly looking for more opportunities for consumption. You're always, and and this is that that future space for them that scanning the horizon and always having something in mind about how to get the next thing. Yep. It's the negative side of one's mental life. Again, it's the low side. Your mind is made to do grand and glorious things, mm-hmm. but when it's depraved, it goes the low road, begins meditating on that next thing, that mm-hmm. next thing, it moves away from from the ability to rest. It moves right. away from the things that are actually most healthy for the soul of a seven. Mm-hmm. And it and it means you're you're never satisfied with where you're at. You're never satiated with what's in front of you. Yeah, because you're always planning for the next time or the next scoop of ice cream or the next car. You're you're never satisfied where you're at. There is a great good to being able to think about the future in positive, healthy ways. When you think about the future in unhealthy ways, that might be a way to think about something yeah, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Because it has a, what, a, a toxic, it's not toxic, it's a... It's a, it's it's, a stunting and disconnected way of looking at, yeah. looking at the world. It's a self-serving. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm trying to avoid the word sin here, but it's a, it's the depraved manner of thinking about the future. I'm scheming in order to get. We all know what this is like. It's don't look over here. I'm going. I'm going to have this one space for me that's mine, and it's dark. And I'm sure all the types have this, but for sevens, that dark space that they're not going to invite others into is I'm scheming about how I'm going to get the thing that I want that mm-hmm. I'm not unveiling to other people. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I'm mentally seeing that. Sure. Um, last word on fears, sins, and fixations. It's really hard to point to these as negative things for the seven. Ooh, yeah. Talk about that. So this is part of the reframing. This is part of the avoidance of negative experiences. When you point out that 
two scoops of ice cream instead of one is gluttony. Sevens will be like, yeah, why wouldn't you want two scoops of ice cream though? Like that, that just doesn't make sense. Spin it positive, man. It's absolutely spinning it positive. <laughs> Sevens, spend some time and really think about this. Is two scoops of ice cream the right thing for you right now? It might make you feel good, but it won't satiate you. There is something about sevens. So in their personal life, this is how the the fear, sin, and fixation materialize. In relationship, there is a manipulation that can take place on exactly this front. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one list I read that says sevens manipulate others through discra- distraction and insisting others meet their demands. One of the things that is fantastic and real deadly with the seven on this level is the ability to convince people that the adventure is worth going on, Mm -hmm. but the adventure could be very negative or making the apologies. It's not necessarily an apology for your bad behavior, but it's the ability to spin your bad behavior into something that, well, of course this is just part of the fulfilled, wonderful Mm -hmm. life. Sevens are very charming. There it is. Yeah. It's it's uh, well. Of course, I'm 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 having this adulterous relationship, but this is part of the joy of living right. in the world that we live in. Sure. Whereas it actually does great damage to your family, your relationships, etc. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we could talk about that in terms of all sorts of things. Right. Um, when the gluttonous element of a seven's life, when they when the seven begins to excuse those things, mm-hmm. not through justification, but through Positive spin. Yeah, that reframing. It's reframing. It is advertising what is unhealthy, but they've reframed it in such a way that it looks as though mm-hmm. it's good and worthy. Yeah. Ah. Eating disorders and addictions is uh, something that we've talked about with each of the types. This is a list from Riso and Hudson. And in their study, this is the paragraph four, the sevens. Sevens are the type most prone to addiction. And then they list... Some of those that may be uh, places of struggle, stimulants, caffeine, cocaine. We just, we jumped again from coffee to crack. It was just, (laughs) yep. Amphetamines, ecstasy, psychotropics, psychotropics, psycho. I'm not a drug user. (laughs) I I got issues, but drugs is not one of your issues. Narcotics and alcohol. (laughs) So here's the thing for sevens, it's just all the things. All the things. Yep. Yep. I'm struck by I'm I'm remembering back to our four conversation huh? who yes. also struggle with all the things. Yes. But all of the things that are listed for fours are downers. They're depressants. These are all yeah. uppers. That's it. Yeah. Right there. Super interesting. Ideals. Talk about that in idealism. Because I think that's where that that's where the drug is infusing like a steroid the inner motive and heart of the idealist Mm -hmm. they want to the idealism is about how you connect with the world i'm going to take a stimulant Mm -hmm. that allows me to connect with the world in the way that i want to and for sevens it's i want to get up yep for fours it's i want to enjoy the dark sad spots yep yeah i don't know that there's much more to say besides that boom yeah all right uh one of the things that Riso and Hudson say to conclude the paragraph is that sevens wear out their body with efforts mm-hmm. to stay up, yeah. which we kind of talked about before. Mm-hmm. I imagine sevens are the most likely type to stay up till 4 a.m. Sure. Am I wrong there? <laughs> I believe that. 
Uh, I don't know uh, why. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, For I, different I, reasons. I think maybe it's, that's it. Why it, would you stay up early? Well, and, and wear out their bodies. That, that doesn't necessarily mean go, 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 go. Like, like running or or working or or like physically exhausting their bodies that that means like wearing out their bodies can also include eating too much it can also include i don't know about gaming but but essentially like abusing your body by not doing the healthy things for it because a big part of health is moderation Yes. And we've said this in some of our earlier podcasts that for those in the aggressive stance, that's the virtue that most needs to be cultivated. Yeah. I love that in terms of moderation. I have a buddy who has a high profile job. He speaks in front of hundreds of people. After speaking, he'll go and do jujitsu. It's uh Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> it makes me tired just thinking about it. I'm assuming this is not the more meditative sort. Sure. I'm, I, I'm assuming this is more the wrestle on the mat, put somebody down, very physical sort. Sure. I could see this being both healthy and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You've you have poured yourself out yeah. to a room full of people. Yeah. And then you're gonna go and do another very physical I'm going to keep my body up mm-hmm. kind of practice. Mm-hmm. Do you have thoughts on that, on whether that's healthy or unhealthy? I mean, I, I think it depends a lot on the person and why they're doing it. I could easily see that being a um, let's use the adrenaline while we've got it kind of move, and it could very easily be a uh, that sort of gluttonous kind of motive behind it. But it could also be that that's just how he winds down. I wind down by taking a nap. Yeah. But I don't have the kind of energy of a seven. So. That would be an interesting thing to talk through. Sure. It's like, how do you wind down? Uh-huh. One of the things that we've said about eating disorders and addictions is that these are often replacements for the heart's message that we need to hear. And the thing that sevens need to hear from the living God is you are going to be taken care of. Right. How would that confront the the gluttonous side of you know addictions and and overeating overconsumption? Mm-hmm. Well, this is um, and that that idea of deprivation, that idea of of not being able to get away or escape or to uh, have enough to get through the experiences. This confronts all that head on. So knowing that you are going to be taken care of, you don't have to worry about trying to satiate yourself now. Knowing that you're going to be taken care of, you don't have to be looking at the horizon to figure out where you're going. And you don't have to like make those plans. You don't have to scheme. You don't have to be always on the lookout for the next opportunity because you, if, if you really truly believe that you're going to be taken care of, then you know that, A, those situations are going to present themselves in their own time, and B, you don't have to be looking for them. You could actually be satiated now where you're at. The seven wants fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And there is a lie told that being up is what fulfillment is. Right. That's why the message coming in, you're going to be taken care of, actually cuts against the lie. 
sense is what you're you're trying to escape all the things that we've mentioned in the past, mm-hmm. but what you really want is to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And if you know you're going to be taken care of, that gives you permission to pause, right, and to be right to be present. Yep. And you um, can be in those negative experiences because you're going to be taken care of. Yeah. It's another list from Riso and Hudson. They say, uh, I will become present to my life only when, and this, these are all lies, Seven would say to themselves, I'll be present to my life only when I am totally happy and fulfilled and certain that I found what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. When I am completely satisfied, then I'll show up. And that's a lie because that's the rat wheel. Right, yeah. I'm going to just go, 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 yep. go until I crash from burnout because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to stay up. Yeah, that idealism of of always being happy or always finding fulfillment or always doing exclusively what you're supposed to do. Like, this is a, a criticism that's been <laughs> leveled at millennial culture, <laughs> And I hate using that word. Uh, I am one of the elder millennials. Uh, There's but, no criticisms of oh, millennial culture out there. <laughs> <sighs> That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, don't get mad. Um, but the idea that um, that that we can't do work that we don't want to do. So, like, like you'll have a lot of people who are when they start being dissatisfied with their job, they'll just quit and go find another job. And and part of the problem is that you are never fully satisfied with your job. There's always things you don't like about your job. And this is a message that we have to keep telling quote-unquote millennials over and over again. You'll always be dissatisfied about something in your job because jobs aren't supposed to be 100% fun. It's called work for a reason. Is it the idealistic, the idealists? It's the one, fours, and sevens that are really the problem here? Uh, no, I think it's, it's everybody. That's not what our podcast is about. Okay. We're not ta- going to talk about millennials. <laughs> but it is it is this idea of idealism that, that I don't want to have to be doing things that I don't want to do. Sure. And if I can find the work that in which I never have to do things I don't want to do, then I will be satisfied in my work well good luck that doesn't really exist Mm. like that's you you will always find things that you don't like about your job we have stated on this list that oftentimes we find ourselves on that rat wheel running working striving for the thing that we already have Mm -hmm. and that what actually all of us need is just a break to rest to be silent still to find space for ourselves and when we rest we are going to recognize oftentimes that we have what we have been grasping for so for sevens when they rest they often will find that they are happy that they are fulfilled in ways that matter most that they are satisfied and that part of resting unveils that you have the thing that you've been chasing mm-hmm. That at least that consistently sings and works for me when yeah. we say that. But that's why spiritual disciplines matter. Right. Engaging those habits of of solitude and fasting and Sabbath and finding those places that refresh your soul, they're so important because they unveil to us who we actually are. Right. And and particularly like looking at that word happiness. 
happiness is very fleeting. When you can rest, you actually find that like happiness is a moment. Joy is a state of being. Yeah. And sevens are particularly good at joy. Aristotle, uh, in his fantastic work, the Nicomachean Ethic, really emphasizes that you cannot be or see happiness as momentary. There are no happy moments, as there, as it were. Happiness is a full life, mm. or nothing. Is yeah. actually kind of his his view. Sure, it's uh, what is it? There's a it's a famous uh, mantra. It's like one bird doesn't equal a summer day, something like that. But it's like there are literally tens of thousands of moments, days, experiences that lead to what we should think as happiness. Mm. If you blow it all for the momentary, if you put on those habits that don't allow you to have lasting, this is what virtue is. Virtue is those character traits that allow you to be happy. Wisdom, moderation, courage. These are the qualities of heart and soul that lead to the best possible life. Anything else on uh, the shadow side? Nah, I think we can move on. The shadow materializes as wake-up calls. And one of the lists that we have really enjoyed is out of The Wisdom of the Enneagram by Riso and Hudson. And they put forth a list uh, that goes like this for sevens. Uh, First, always feeling that something better is available somewhere else. Having long-standing addictions that will debilitate. Experiencing constant attempts to escape anxiety. Having impulsive, infantile reactions. Doing things compulsively. Having periods of being and feeling out of control. And it's worse, having periods of panic and paralyzing terror. Any thoughts on on that list? Anything that you see there? I think sevens in particular are going to have a really hard time with a lot of these things. Like, like it, it, it feels like a lot of this, these are going to be so far past unhealthy behavior because the sevens are looking to avoid their negative experiences that they're going to go for a long time past what's healthy before we start to see some of these things. Yeah, before you, you like, I imagine for sevens it might be common if you've gone down the road of unhealth to Mm -hmm. really hit a significant wall. Right. And, And sort of like you can drive with the air running out of your tire for a while. Mm -hmm. Eventually you won't be able to drive anymore. And, and so maybe like paying attention to starting to recognize the, the things that lead up to some of these like panic and paralyzing terror. Like what are the things happening in your brain that that you ignore or run away from before they turn into panic and paralyzing terror? Like that, that seems like the real wake-up call for me. Going down that shadow side, this is the fruit. Yeah. Sevens want to be fulfilled, want happiness. They want the joy. They're going to settle for the up. They're going to settle for the excitement. And this is the negative fruit from that endeavor. Right. 
Let's talk about health. Okay. What happens when sevens let go of their fear of being trapped and deprived? Well, they get to be more healthy and whole people, and they start to display some things that the rest of us need. Uh, so uh, we talk about uh, holy ideas with all of the types. Each type has some particular th- way that they refract the divine, that they uh, get to experience and also showcase something good about the God of the universe. Uh, and, and for sevens, we talk about holy wisdom. And this is, you see this a lot in sevens who have gone through significant grief or trauma and really processed that, is that they are able to showcase a, a, a greater, more broad experience of life that includes balance of both happy and sad. Uh, Robin Williams is an excellent example of this, like the way that he can showcase the good things of Patch Adams, Mrs. Doubtfire, but also you have brilliant sort of lower sides as well in, in just being in what's real. The holy ideas are places of rescue, right. it seems to me. If you understand that the whole world is good and what is real is worth embracing. Right. Having the wisdom to interpret all of your experiences in a health, through a healthy filter. That's mm-hmm. what wisdom is. Mm-hmm. It's having understanding. And if you have God's understanding of the things in your world, that's a place to engage, rest, be fulfilled in a different kind of way. Right. It's not just being up. Now right. it's this holistic way of being fulfilled. Yeah. Fulfilled. Oh, I miss that. Come on. <gasps> yeah. If you know that running to the next thing isn't going to rescue you, that actually itself is the rescue. Right. You're rescued when you realize that next, that staying up isn't going to be the thing that saves me. Right. Um, and that's wisdom. Yep. That is, uh, I've been down that road before and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. This is why the virtue for sevens is commonly. Sobriety. I always forget that word. <laughs> I'm the, the exact opposite of gluttony. And it, it, sobriety does not require that you don't have good experiences. Sobriety means that you, you aren't unbalanced, that you don't overdo your good experiences, that, and, and that they're not being used to cover up the bad ones. I'm sure it's the case that those who have gotten clean after mm-hmm. being addicts will say it was the addiction that was my chains. Right. It was the addiction that was causing me the pain. Right. It was the addictions that was screwing up all my relationships. Right. Sobriety isn't about not having fun anymore. Right. Sobriety is the doorway to you experiencing joy. Mm-hmm. It is the overindulgence that's actually the thing that's taking away the happiness right. that you long for. Right. That's the And that's that's the thing that ruins your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that right there is wisdom. Right. Come on. So Riso and Hudson are likewise gonna put pitch their list of healing attitudes. So these are good. Healing attitudes for sevens. Maybe what I already have is enough. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there is nowhere else I need to be right now. I think that's a great way to think about life. Maybe I'm not missing out on anything worthwhile. Yeah, it's good. 
when healthy, what do uh, sevens bring to other people? Well, uh, so wisdom is one of the big ones, uh, but we also get um, because sevens are so in tune with the high side of life, we also get uh, joy displayed and, and drawn out of experiences and other people. Uh, we get imagination and and innovation. Like sevens looking at the horizon, they, they're always trying to come up with something new. And that's that can be a really, really great thing when paired with sobriety and wisdom. Uh, festiveness is a good word. Sevens are, are the life of the party. And when they're healthy, they, they do this in such good, healthy ways that it actually increases the experience of everyone around them. We can come back to something that we put a pin in earlier. Yeah, we should. That they are the priests. Yep. And this is where the, the sober and the joy come together, mm-hmm. is that sevens rip open curtains and allow sunlight to pour into very dark rooms. Right. And for most of us, we often can find ourselves living in these dark rooms that we just need somebody to pull back the shades so the light pours in. Mm-hmm. And we're reminded life is grand and it's an adventure that I want to be on. And that person over there is bringing the joy. Right. And said another way, Sevens who are healthy and have done the work, they can enter into those dark rooms and navigate them to help draw us out of them. Yeah. That's where the coping style is positive. Yeah. It's there is a problem here. Yeah. So let's spin this positive and move into Mm -hmm. those places cleanly. Um, again, I'm watching a guy who's uh, a seven who just took over a kind of unhealthy organization and he was able to be there for a very short amount of time, see the problem, and then immediately move towards, okay, we're going someplace. Mm-hmm. This is the next thing that we're going to do. Yep. This is what And not running away, mm. like staying in that space and helping lead other people out of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That is what a priest does. Boom. Exactly right. <laughs> There is a focus, a fascination with life that the rest of us need from you sevens. Yep. There is a vision and spontaneity that we need from sevens. We need you to be healthy, to be sober, because you bring out our best selves. Mm-hmm. And this is the great good. This is why leadership for sevens actually goes quite naturally. Some of the types are going to struggle with being leaders. Right. Sevens are natural leaders yep. when they're healthy. Yep. Even when they're unhealthy. Because <laughs> who doesn't want to have two, two scoops of ice cream? <laughs> That's right. I'm in. Um, no, the, the vision, wisdom, example, is life at its best. These are things we need. Yep. Last word on sevens? True. I got nothing. It would mean the world to us if you'd pause, take two seconds and write us a brief review and give us some stars on your podcast platform of choice. You can find us on Instagram at Around the Circle. Uh, but the best thing you can do is you can share this episode with somebody that you love. If you dig our pop culture deep dives, you can help us select some of our upcoming series on our Patreon page that is linked on our Twitter account, uh, which you can find on the Twitter. We are just around the circle. We have at least 12 followers. 
12? We're up to 12 now? <laughs> Hooray! We, we got like a thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> it just ain't nobody cares ah, on just, the Twitter. I think Twitter's dying, man. Twitter is not where you do inner soul work. That's true. But apparently Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are and you'll set the world on fire. Morning will come burning